thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer, and we invite you to get your Bible. Yes. Get something to take notes yes. on because yes. we're believing that God is going to give you answers for your life, and you want to take note of it. Yes. Amen. Yes. We started on the previous episode looking at a passage in John chapter 5 and verse 1. We want to go back there. Uh, why are we looking at this? This is the healing ministry of Jesus we see. In the four Gospels, there were 19 individual cases of healing recorded that happened under Jesus' earthly ministry. Now, don't, don't misunderstand that. It wasn't just 19 people healed. Right. Believe me, it was multitudes healed. In fact, there were so many healed, no one could record it all. John said in the book of John, he said that if it were recorded all that could be recorded, the books the world couldn't contain, the world itself couldn't contain all the books. What's that mean? There were so many, it was impossible to record all the healings and miracles that took place. But the Holy Spirit had 19 individual cases recorded for us in the four Gospels. These Gospels, some of them will record the same incident. But um, we're going to take some time and look at some of these because evidently in these 19 individual cases, we can see steps to take to minister healing or steps to take to receive healing. Amen. They're complete for us to know what we need to know about the healing anointing and and receiving healing by faith. Now, I want to say this to you. 19 individual cases recorded. As I said, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that the four gospels that record the earthly ministry of Jesus, some of them record the same incident. So it might look like there's more than 19, but there's only 19 different incidents recorded. Of the 19 that were recorded, 12 of them, their faith was referred to. Now, what's that tell you? It was basically 12 out of 19 were healed by their own faith. So what's that show us? The majority of people that will receive healing will be healed by their own faith. And if they're waiting for God to do something apart from them exercising faith, they're, they're waiting on the wrong thing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, um, we're looking at the man at the, at the pool of Bethesda. We started on a previous episode. Um, we would say, did he have faith? Well, let me say this. He had enough faith to be by that pool. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. He wasn't sitting at home waiting for God to do something for him. He was in a place to where he had heard that people were being healed. So even though he might not have understood faith the way we teach it today, he had enough faith to be where help was being offered. Amen. So there was a measure of faith involved, right? Um, now, 
maybe not his faith directly, but indirectly his faith was um, part of it. Um, So let's read in John chapter five, verse one. It says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda having five porches. So as we said on the previous episode, it's not a sheep market like they're selling sheep. It's a sheep gate. So the appropriate name would be a sheep gate. This is where uh, the sheep that were going to be sacrificed were kept Mm -hmm. by the temple. So notice healings were going on outside the temple. Yeah, they were near the temple, but it was going on outside the temple. Why? No one was getting healed in the temple. (laughs) So no one was yielding to God in the temple. So he went outside the temple to to meet the needs of the people, right? And as we said, it's interesting to us that Jesus shows up at this location because it's symbolic. He will be the sacrifice for humanity. And he's showing up where the sheep are kept. Amen. Amen. Verse three says in these, or there's five porches full or uh, five, if we could say this shaded areas where people are waiting for something. It says in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk. What's that mean? They're crippled, mm-hmm. a blind halt withered. So these are serious, critical conditions right. there. There's something that man can't help. Mm-hmm. Medical field can't help these people. Wow. It says they're waiting for the moving of the water. Why are they waiting for something? They believe something. Isn't that faith? Sure, it's faith. And it says in verse four, for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water or deposited something in the water, right? What did they deposit? Well, whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Healing power. The angel is depositing healing power. Now you need to watch the previous episode to hear previous things said, but uh, we would say this, that angels aren't healers, but they cooperate with healing power. Jesus is the healer, but angels cooperate to bring to humanity Mm -hmm. that, that flow of healing that is needed. So they deposited, an angel would deposit this measure of healing power into the water. Um, now verse five says this, and a certain man was there, which had an infirmity 30 and eight years. Now we don't know how old the man is, but he's had this condition for 30 and eight years. So when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been a long time in that case, he said unto the man, Wilt thou be made whole? Notice Jesus didn't say, do you just want to feel better? Jesus was offering in wholeness. I want you to know God doesn't just offer you feeling better. He offers you wholeness. Don't settle for anything less than wholeness. Amen. So Jesus said, wilt thou be made whole? Verse seven, the impotent man answered him and said, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. So he begins talking about the place his faith is attached to. His faith is attached to what's going on in that water. So he does expect something to happen, right? He expects to be healed, 
but every, someone else beats him down into that water. Well, someone might say, well, maybe it was just somebody with a minor condition. Maybe somebody, you know, that really not a serious condition. They had a headache. They saw it and they jump in. No, the Bible says that those who were gathered were in serious critical conditions. They were impotent, blind, halt, and withered. They weren't minor conditions. Why? Evidently, this happened so long in between that those with minor conditions wouldn't wait that long. But those who have no other help, they would wait. Amen. So Jesus knew he had been a long time in this condition. So Jesus offered him, asked him rather, wilt thou be made whole? This is really a yes and no question. Isn't that right? Do you want to be whole? That's a yes or no question. But the man didn't give a yes or no answer. He just said, the water. So he's thinking about my water is my own, that water is my only help. Jesus is trying to get him to redirect his faith. God wasn't trying to get people impressed with the water. He was trying to get people to realize if God will deposit that power that heals one, God can heal me. Right. Yes. Amen. God's trying to get people, people's attention on him and not on their bodies. Amen. But this man, no doubt like the others, had their attention on the water. That's right. Amen. So he asked him a yes or no question, but did not get a yes or no answer. <laughs> so the answer was, sir, I have no man. Well, now he's got a man. That's right. <laughs> I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into that pool. But Jesus became that man, right? But while I am coming, another steps down before me. So in other words, I'm trying to get to the water where my help is. So we see this, the man wanted to be well. He wanted to be well. Can I tell you, that's the first step to to receiving. You have to want to be well. You have to want to be well. That's We don't want to hold on to any kind of physical condition just to gain attention, just to gain sympathy, just to gain something from other people. No, we want healing. We want wholeness. Amen. So the man's focus was on someone else helping him. He was saying, uh, I have no man to help me get in first because he's He's unable to get in on his own. He's relying on someone else. I want you to know as you're a young Christian and as you're learning to believe God for healing, God will give you someone else to join their faith with you. Amen. Amen. That you can, if I could say this, borrow their faith. That prayer of agreement, you bring your faith, they bring their faith and you can have your answer. You can receive your healing. But I want you to know if there is no one one else to believe God for you, your faith in God is enough. You're not sentenced to have to depend on someone else. And really, as we grow up spiritually and mature, uh, we should become less reliant on others, on the faith of others. So our faith should be growing. Amen. So the man's focus was on someone else helping him into the water. His focus was on uh, what the power in that water could do for him. But now a man walked up with power in him and on him. You're not sentenced to just that water anymore. Amen. So we could see this by God using this very unique setting 
and this situation to heal people, we can see God was endeavoring to stir up their faith, to get their attention, not on water, but on the heaven that moved, on God who moved. Amen. Uh, That God could deposit not just power in that water, but there's power in every sick room now. Because Jesus came, just not power in one location, not just power in the Holy of Holies, but because Jesus came, there's power everywhere. Why? Because the Holy Ghost has been sent. And where the Holy Ghost is, power is there. Have you heard the opening of my broadcast? There's enough power in every sick room, in every hospital room. You don't have to wait to go to a location to receive healing. You receive it right where you're at. Amen. Amen. Now, as we said, this is the sheep gate. So this gate was located just by the temple, but there was no revelation in he and faith for healings happening in the temple. God wants to, but God so longed to heal the people that if they won't cooperate with him in there, I'll move out here. Amen. Amen. That's why there are mighty revivals that hope that happen outside churches, right? I mean, haven't you heard of tent meetings that they would go not to a church location, but they would just take a tent and set it up in cities and in regions. And there would be the outpouring of God. Why? Because he's not limited to a place. Don't you limit him to a place. Amen. So, um, Jesus wanted to know if this man what, what do you have your, what are you believing for? What are you expecting? And he found out, well, I'm expecting someone to help me in the water. Well, Jesus was there to help him. Amen. Amen. So verse eight, Jesus said unto him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day, was the Sabbath. What what do we know? Church day. What's supposed to be happening if you're a Jew on the Sabbath? You're supposed to be, you attend synagogue and then you rest, right? You're not supposed to be doing labor that day, working that day. You're supposed to be really taking it to, um, if I could say this, to be more mindful of spiritual things that day. Set your, set your time, set it apart for God. So the healing Um, that we see here was not because the man had faith to be healed. He did not even know to release his faith in Jesus. He had never heard a sermon about Jesus. He had never seen Jesus heal the sick. So he did not have faith in Jesus, so to speak. But there was a measure of expectancy of him toward the water. Um, But we see this. How did he receive healing? By a gift of the Spirit. Mm the gifts of healing went into operation and Jesus ministered healing to this man by gift of the spirit. Amen. Um, So in verse 10, well, before we read verse 10, let me just say a little bit more about the gifts of the spirit. Um, The gifts of the spirit happen as the spirit of God wills. Now the gifts of the spirit are talked about listed in first Corinthians chapter 12. One of those is the gifts of healings. They, these are called gifts of the spirit, meaning they're his property to control. We don't control them, but as the spirit wills, he will move to heal 
and somebody has to cooperate with him. Now notice, this man was not healed apart from someone. Mm -hmm. Jesus had faith enough to allow the gift of healing to flow through him. So notice, somebody's got to have faith. Whether it's the sick one or the one ministering, somebody's got to have faith. So we don't control the gifts of the Spirit, but you know what we do control? Our own faith. That's yes. right. So even if God doesn't move by a gift of the Spirit to heal us, that doesn't mean we can't have healing. We can release our own faith Amen. and receive healing. Amen. 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 So verse 10 says, after he was raised up, this was a Sabbath day. It says this, that the Jews therefore said to him that was cured, it is a Sabbath day. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. So we see this. He has gone to the temple or they see him carrying his bed on the Sabbath day. And a Jew comes up and says, you're not supposed to be doing any work on the Sabbath day. Why are you carrying your bed? To a man who had never been able to walk and couldn't carry his bed, this is not work. This is joy. (laughs) Right? Basically, what we see is the religious leaders thought that healing was not holy enough for the Sabbath day. Jesus knew what he was doing by healing on the Sabbath day. He had run into that problem before with religious leaders, right? right? That they would contend with him and say, you're not supposed to be healing on the Sabbath day because there's no work on the Sabbath day, okay? Do you think Jesus would comply with the word? Sure he would. Mm. So why is he working on the Sabbath day? Evidently healing's not work. Mm. Not for God. That's not a work for God. That's not hard labor for God. That is not a labor for him. That's a flow of his goodness. It's a flow of his mercy. It is not working or laboring on God's behalf. So don't you labor over it. Amen. Amen. It's a flow you're invited to step in and receive from. Amen. Amen. So that's proof that Jesus isn't violating the the Sabbath day. He's not working. He's just being good. He's just being good. Could could you not just be good on Sabbath day? Sure, you could be good, right? Uh, So he's just being good on Sabbath day. It's not a hard labor for God. Yeah. Remember at one passage, Jesus said, which is easier to say, take up your bed, rise up and walk or, or, or your sins are forgiven you. Notice he said, which is easier. Why? Because it's not a labor for God. Right. None of this is a hard labor for God. Your case is not hard for God. Your case, it might be impossible with men, but it is not a labor for God. Amen. Don't treat it as a labor in your own thought life. Don't treat it as a hard work for you to be healed. Amen. Amen. Not only that, they were trying to say that healing is not holy enough for the Sabbath day, but Jesus brought it to the Sabbath day saying it is a holy flow. Amen. 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 Healing is a holy flow because it flows from a holy God. Anything that flows out of God is holy. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. It's a holy act worthy of the Sabbath day. Now, verse 11, it says that, uh, well, let me read verse 10 again. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, it's a Sabbath day. It's not lawful for you to carry your bed. And he answered them and said, he that made me whole. So he knew Jesus had made him whole. He said, the same said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. He told me to do it. Then asked him and then asked they him, 
What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was. In other words, he, did, he had never heard of Jesus. Yes. He didn't know who Jesus was. He had never heard of a sermon. He had never seen anyone else healed. He just received of that gift of healing that yes. flowed through Jesus. Amen. And it says, uh, verse 13, And he that was healed wist not who it was, for Jesus had conveyed himself away. A multitude being in that place. Where is he at? Well, he remember, he was at the sheep gate, which is outside the temple. Yes. Right. Yes. So where he's in that synagogue area. Mm. So uh, afterward, verse 14, Jesus found this man that was healed, he found him in the temple. Mm -hmm. Now listen to that. Yes. This healed man was raised up. What did he do? He went right into the synagogue. Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. He didn't go out to the lake and go having fun with the yes. buddies. Yes. Listen, he has not been able to do, he's not been able to walk 38 years. Yeah. He's right. been in that condition. He didn't even go home first. Right. He went to honor God first. Amen. That's right. What do we see this? We see something about the heart condition of this yeah. man, yes. right? When we see where he went after he was healed, we see what was important to him yes. in his heart. It matters where you go yes. after you're healed That's right. because it's going to show whether or not you're going to hold fast mm -hmm. to what you received from God. If people just go out and do something carnal, they go back to their old natural carnal life. You know, they go out and they start forgetting God. Do things that are not tending toward their spiritual life, then what's going to happen? They're not going to have enough faith to resist the devil when the devil comes to try to steal their healing from them. Right. Amen. It matters where you go after you're healed. Yes. Put your attention in the Word. That's right. Yes. Put yourself in a place to hear the Word taught. Yes. Amen. Amen. Once you receive from God, Go his direction. Yes. Go his direction. Amen. Go the direction of the word. Amen. Get in a local church. Get fed by a pastor. Amen. 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 Why? Because then you'll have faith enough. You can have your faith fed and be fortified so that you can resist the devil. Yes, right. Amen. Amen. So we see something about this man's heart condition. The first, he, didn't, he didn't run home and tell his family. Right. He didn't go out with his buddies and say, look what happened to me. He went first to the church to honor God. Yes. Amen. Now, uh, afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple. Look, it gives you the idea he's looking for him. Jesus is looking for us in church. Why? Because he has more for us. What if the man would have gone home instead of gone to the temple? Well, let's hear what Jesus said to the man. He said to the man, behold, thou art made whole. Now, sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. What's he saying? Don't go into a lifestyle of sin. Yes. Right. That will open the door for the devil to yes. put back on you what you've just been made whole from. Yes. So what did Jesus tell him? He taught him how to keep his healing. Mm. What if he had gone home instead of going to the temple? He'd have never heard how to keep his healing. That's right. Amen. That's true. That's why I say it's important where you go after you receive from God. Amen. Why? So you can be taught. So you can be taught how to hold fast to what God has blessed you with. Amen. 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 When you receive something from God, you need to be taught. Yes. Yes. 
That's you need to be taught many times to receive from God, but after you receive, you still need to be taught so you don't lose what you receive. Yes. Will God take it from you? No, but there's a thief. Yes. Yes. He comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. People get this idea. Well, if God healed me, am I not always healed? It depends on something. It depends on whether or not you resist the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. So we could say this, uh, holding on to 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 keep what we receive from God is not automatic. That's right. Mm. That's right. It's not automatic. Right. It's based on our faith. Amen. Right. It's based on our faith to receive, but it's also based on our faith to hold fast to what we've received. Amen. So what's this mean? We have to go and be taught how to hold fast, how to walk in faith, how to resist the devil, how to stand our ground yes. against Amen. him. That's right. So if this man would have gone home or would have gone out hanging out with his buddies on the Sabbath day once he's raised up, he'd have never heard what he needed to do to stay healed. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. It matters that when we receive from God, how we treat that, where we go after we're healed. Amen. So um, Jesus told him how to hold on to it, go and sin no more. Why? The devil is busy trying to get us onto sin's territory. Right. He's not, by not, uh, he's talking about don't go back into a lifestyle of sin and think that you can hold on to what God's blessed you with. Yes. How you live matters. Yes. How you live. Yes. Who you hang out with that's matters. Right. Is, or are your companions someone that's pulling you into, uh, drawing you into greater spirituality or greater carnality? See, you need, you need those who are hungry for what you're hungry for. Love what you love. Amen. Amen. And it says in verse 15, it says, the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus that had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. I mean, what kind of thought process do you have to have to kill somebody, want to kill somebody who, ha- who is out blessing people? Wrong thinking. Does, it's not even sound. <laughs> Amen. So in verse 17, but Jesus answered them and said, my father worketh and hitherto I work. Healing is the, is the work of heaven. It's not a hard labor, but it is the work of heaven. Amen. Jesus called healing the Father's work, and he didn't work independent from his Father. In other words, it wasn't just me that healed that man. It was the Father who healed that man. When you attack healing, you attack the Father. Well, praise the Lord. Well, we've been taking this time to teach on something, uh, teach on my book called The Healer Divine. I took the healings that happened under Jesus' earthly ministry, and we studied them line by line because if we'll do what they did, we'll receive what they got. Amen. Amen. So we invite you to get your copy today. You can go to JesusTheHealer.org or DufresneMinistries.org and get your copy. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, The Healer Divine, we are presented with a study of the healings of Jesus. Your faith will be stirred to believe and act as the healed God has already made you to be. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. In this series, How to Keep Your Healing by Nancy Dufresne, learn how to skillfully stand your ground against the enemy's strategies and enjoy your total victory. 
Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. If you have received a healing or have any other testimony to share with us as a result of this broadcast, we would love to hear about it. Please call us, write us, or contact us through our website. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.